Stephen Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butala. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today, Jill and I talk about Zillow's buying spree and how it's gone wrong. <laughs> I feel bad. I don't. I know. I feel great. I know. I, it's true. But somebody's head's going to roll. Zillow is a, you know, pretty much a household word. It's It's a place to go. Look at what for, what's for sale for all real estate types. It's a place to go get data. It's a place mm -hmm. to post properties if you bought like us, buy and sell uh, land. And so, and it's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll give all the stats here in the regular show, but they started in 2005. And mm -hmm. as a tech company, uh, are, are a huge example of success. Yeah. Uh, and recently they, they decided to go buy a bunch of houses under the guise of, well, we have all the data. Mm -hmm. We're going to make better decisions. And it totally backfired. And I've been on record saying that they're what's called an iBuyer, which is a, you know, it accounts for 1% of the, all the acquisitions for SFRs in the country, which sounds like a lot, but it's not. I'll get into the numbers in a, in a minute here. I have numbers too, you know. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't think that I can't come up with numbers. <laughs> Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members. On the landinvestors.com online community, it's free. And don't forget to subscribe on the Land Academy YouTube channel and comment on the shows you like. David wrote, hi, Jack. After career path, I've done six land deals that I probably would have walked away from if I didn't go through career path. So I want to say thanks for that. I still haven't sent, sent mail for land yet because my house flipping business has essentially doubled in volume. Average about 13 deals per month over the last four months. So That's I remember David, David during Career Path. That's a lot. And That's he, great. he's a, a mm -hmm. franchisee of a very, very popular home company that advertises an 800 number where if you want to sell your house and get an offer. Mm -hmm. And so what he's saying here is Career Path really helped him with it, being a franchisee for this mm -hmm. company. Just gets me thinking. So I just hadn't had the capacity to add another asset class yet. I actually went through the process of putting together and pricing mailer with concierge data and offers to owner, but my team's a bit overwhelmed right now, so I'm holding off until they catch their breath. I've heard through the podcast that you and Jill have started doing a little more with House Academy. Right now, we're aiming to start that in the first quarter after I'm completely out of X company. I actually think it would be a little easier lift to add the land slash house county process to what we're doing in the flipping business now in a perfect world. My business would never rehab a house again. Kudos to that. With that being said, are you still doing consulting calls and where could we cover some of that? Or are you planning any additional training uh, like the intensives that you're doing or career path, but focus on houses? If so, I'm definitely interested. Hope all is well. Thanks, David. Next year, we're doing all that. Yeah. We're, we're releasing multiple career path scenarios because everybody else want everybody wants it. Mm -hmm. And we will focus on houses with one of them. Yeah. For sure. I agree. Today's topic, Zillow's buying spree and how it's gone wrong. Mm -hmm. This is the meat of the show. Around 2005, Zillow was created by private investors. They raised a bunch of capital through a company called TVC and Benchmark. If you're in that world, you know who these companies are. They raised three series of uh, equity and then took uh, took the company public uh, as an IPO in, in 2011, which is no easy feat. I've done this in myself and it, it, there's a lot involved, a lot of reporting, just a ton of stuff involved and you can't do it with no revenue. And so good for them. That's, I think that's great. So they're chugging along. Right now they've actually even got 5,000 employees. So 
for a tech company and a startup to be profitable and have all of that and go publicly tra traded, they're doing something right. So this is not a, a Zillow bash by any stretch. Mm -hmm. What happened Slash, is however. they saw, <laughs> <laughs> as you probably may or may not know, there's one or two ways for, there's exactly two ways for a publicly traded company to, to grow and thereby increase shareholder value and stock price through acquisitions of other companies or internal, uh, call, what we call same, star, same store growth. And so they bought some prop, they bought some small little startup companies, which is tougher and tougher to do these days because none of them make any money. And then they got the bright idea to become an iBuyer. iBuyer is the non-brand name for institutional companies like Zillow or private equity groups mm -hmm. to look at a data set like we do, decide which properties they want to buy, make a bunch of offers, for the right amount <laughs> and then resell for more. Mm -hmm. And so great, you got all this data. What they failed to what they failed to realize is it's not like buying stock on the on a computer screen. There's stuff and then selling it when it goes up. Mm -hmm. These people are tech people and they're they're money people. They're not real estate people. If you've ever bought and sold a house, if you've ever lived in a house and sold it, there's a lot of crap involved. Mm -hmm. That's where they failed. If you, we've bought hundreds of houses, Jill and I, hundreds, very successfully, without exception. Mm -hmm. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm trying to think if we ever lost money on a house. Nope. Here's the key. We just knew we could make more money and our time was not spent as well. Here's the key with buying and selling a house profitably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't renovate it. Yeah. We got to buy it right. You cannot improve the property or you will go broke. All this stuff on HGTV is fiction. It costs twice as much as you think and takes twice as long, if you're lucky. So here's where they failed. So this started what, I think it was 2017 I read, they mm -hmm. started doing the house thing. Everything was going great. Um, uh, someone decided to tweak the algorithm to make the offers higher, to make their, this is all the research that I did a little while ago, to make the goal a 1.3% spread. They were going for volume. <laughs> I know. 1% on a real estate 1.3% <laughs> spread. Somebody thought that was a good idea. The problem was, like you said, they weren't, they're data people. They're not house people. And of course it backfired because they were behind. They were behind the game here. So what ended up happening? Well, that in two, in the Q3 this year, they, uh, they went nuts, obviously. They bought more homes in the third quarter this year than they had bought in the whole time they've been doing this. 7,000 properties is what I'm showing. Well, 7,000 homes are offloading. They bought more than that. That's just what they're offloading the right now. 2.8 billion dollars. So I have even, you have 2.8? What was my number here? At a, hundreds of millions of dollars I have loss. three point, oh, billion? Okay, I thought just in the, maybe the whole thing. I have a Q3. Yeah, they're in a $300 million loss. Yeah, $328 million in just Q3 loss. Mm -hmm. So again, someone tried to tweak the algorithm to make higher offers to buy more homes. Well, that's great. But what ended up happening is now where they are in Atlanta and Phoenix, like even just Phoenix right now, because they, they they bought too much. They did it wrong. They shut that down. Bought the wrong the houses too. Yeah. So now all they have 250 leads. Right now, this month, this is November of 2021, uh, they have 250 listings uh, for sale, and they're all priced at 6% less of their purchase price. That's the average. And they're, I'm sure. That's a hit. Yeah, I mean, that's just or pricing. That's not real estate, agent, real estate agent fees and all kinds of stuff. They're just not real estate people. Mm -mm. Really, there's a lot of ways to lose money in real estate mm -hmm. if you don't 
really look at the asset and buy the right stuff. That's part yeah. of it. And that you can't buy volume like that and actually go through a real due, due, due diligence process. $29,000 average less than what they bought it for. On 250, that's just one area. Yeah. Phoenix and Atlanta, they were saying are the biggest ones where they really went for it. But there's plenty of other areas across the country that. I'll put this in perspective. There's 141 million SFRs in this country, or let's just say households where you can take a title, take a, you own the APN, mm -hmm. whether they're condos or, or detached houses or, or whatever, or townhouses. So they're not, this is not a dent. There's a bit, a lot, you know, again, the media just went nuts on this. Oh, mm -hmm. these big iBuyers are buying all these properties that we're never going to be able to buy a house. Well, it accounted for, they first, they failed at it, which we said they, they were going to fail at it. They're not real estate people. And in their heyday, they were responsible for 1% of the acquisitions that went on, which is back, not even now, because there's way more houses being traded now than there ever was. Mm -hmm. So they failed at it and we knew they were. So don't let this affect your decision about oh, anything. Yeah, that's no. what this real. That's the, what I want to convey here. It's fun worried. to watch people on Wall Street fail, or people in in uh, uh, Silicon Valley in this case. I love that stuff because they're so good at doing certain things. They think they can go do anything. I have two questions. One is, how do you think this is going to change how the general public views companies like this? It's nothing good. That's what I'm saying. That's going to make them like me even more. Yeah. Like, oh, you're not a Zillow guy. I'm like, oh God, yeah. no, that's not me. Would you I'm rather buy a house person. from Jill or from yeah. Zillow? I mean, exactly. sell a house. Right. Okay. And then number two, could we pick up some cheap property from Zillow, and make them some crazy offers? You know, I think I, we you've said that before uh, over the you know the last week <gasps> since this hit the media, and I <laughs> I'm say I'm almost like, hey, I'll buy that off you. Yeah. I mean, I say why mess with our you know Zillow owns houses in markets that we like anyway right. they're gonna get an offer so i say send out the offers like we always do yeah if zillow happens to call great if great. not you know i'd, I'd, I'd say what else do you I'm, have I'm a, i know I you have the, a lot <laughs> i fall in the group that that <laughs> i fall in the group where i don't want to do i do not want to buy a, can you imagine the, the the signature process from buying a house from zillow oh gosh yeah there's that would you rather buy from sally smith or zillow Jeez, That's it's not true. hard that's true. So I, at the end of the day, I feel bad. Again, I don't get that. No, what do you true. feel you bad like about? You like it. I don't know. It's just sad. Somebody really goofed. You know what? You know what? On the other hand, hold on a moment. No, you're right. I feel thrilled for the people that got that money because they sold their houses for more than what they were worth, clearly. And they saved money because um, they call it convenience fees. You know, they didn't do the normal you know, broker percentage. So they, they did, they got a good money. Let me try to shed some light on what this is like from a, I've been involved in acquisitions for companies, uh, huge companies and little companies and ultimately myself, my entire professional career for 25 years. Some kid graduated from an Ivy League school, maybe uh, an office building floor full of children that graduated from an Ivy League school and they went into a board meeting and some old guy with gray hair like me said, we have raised, fill in the blank, yeah, $2 billion. I want you guys to write an algorithm. Uh huh. And they all got with their brains, to, they have no experience. Right. Their brains together wrote a great, probably a, an amazing mm -hmm. algorithm that said, yeah, it, we can justify this for 1.3% margin. Yeah. We're going to kill it. So, and then the, the old guy like me said, 
great. You guys need to spend about $200 million a month. And these are two hot markets. That's what the data says, Phoenix and Atlanta. Oh, kids, have you ever been to Phoenix or Atlanta? Oh, God, no, that's a flyover state. I would never go to Phoenix or Atlanta. <laughs> I, I changed never, planes there. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the airport 13 times. Yeah. There's a great lounge in the Atlanta airport. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Flyover states. Yeah. And so they proceeded to go spend $200, $200 million a month. They made their boss happy. Sure. They got a promotion. And it all ended in a fiery ball of tragedy because they never intended to do a real estate deal. They they oh, intended to buy it. Do you mean, we need, to sell them do you mean we need to look at this asset to see Ew. if there's mold? See if there's access? Is there even a house there at all? <laughs> That's why. That's why I don't feel bad. Because okay, I've been right. that snotty kid in the you're boardroom right. banging my chest saying, I can't fail at anything. I graduated from college. I got this great job. I'm a partner in a publicly traded firm. I, I'll never mind. I'm 24 years old. Snotty kid. I can't wipe my own nose. <laughs> Thank you for not being a snotty kid anymore. <laughs> and if you are, I'll let you know. This is, I'm sitting in this seat for because of decades of doing stuff wrong and thinking I was doing it right. <laughs> and finally, I said, oh, my gosh, there is a lot to this. Yeah. You actually can't cut corners. You got to do it right. I agree with that one. Thank you. So no, I don't feel bad, Joel. Okay, got it. <laughs> if you need access to any sort of ownership or property details, including owner phone numbers and FEMA flood map overlays, please check out parcelfact.com or neighborscoop.com. Created by investors, that's us, for investors like you. Happy to join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land and House Academy show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy show, it, well, it's, it's Jack Thursday. And I'm going to talk about getting to know your zip code. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. Every episode seems like a jack rant now. I'm noticing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't feel bad at all for these people. Not That's at all. That's good. That's so funny. All they do is have a failed quarter and go raise more capital. That's true. They're going to so, be fine. You know, then everybody says, yes, you know what they're going to do? Yes, they're going to go back to doing what they did yeah. best. Just be a data company. A tech company. Just tech provide company. the yes. information. Yes. That's all we need you to do. Don't go crazy, everyone. And no, I don't see this. The, the, the real point to this whole episode is there's no competition here at all. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not worried about it. It's great. If anything, now Zillow's off the table. That's good. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We would love to connect with you, by the way, on Clubhouse. Join me. And usually Stephen every other Thursday at one o'clock Pacific time in the Land Investing Cub. So go find us on Clubhouse. We're, We're Stephen Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property. <laughs> <laughs>